0: Without me knowing what was gonna happen, these guys, when I got to the studio, they were there. They sent their limousine after me. Of course, I'd, I was two hours early sitting down in the lobby of this little hotel where I was staying, a cat with white gloves and tails on, parked a long car out there, which we have in Tennessee, but you, you know, you follow funerals sure. with them, you don't ride around them. Hmm. And he said, I came for Mr. Perkins. I said, you got him, horse." He said, sir. (laughs) I said, you got him, (laughs) horse." I sat in the back seat of that car. Uh, The things that ran through my old rockabilly mind. uh, Man, here you are, London, England, successful tour. Uh, Met what looks like the hottest group in America, the number one song here uh, in America at that time. Uh, you're lucky man, Carl. I really was, and then I, when I got to the studio, Ringo said, Mr. Perkins, you care if I record some of your songs? I said, you, you want me to write you something? He said, no, I, I really would like to do, honey, don't. I said, man, go at it. And I'll never forget, he said, hey guys, you don't care. He got right on the drum. They didn't make over two passes at it till they had it. They went right. They cut Matchbox. They cut George Sing. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Now, really try, if you can, to imagine an old broken-down alcoholic sitting in a chair in London, England, hearing his old songs that he, he didn't know anybody knew. And there was a group singing them back. And I listened to the playbacks with George Martin. I shook. My soul shook. I left England with a complete different attitude. These little guys uh, gave me some strength that I needed at that time. I, I walked around Jackson, Tennessee. I told those people, I said, I owe you, but I'm going to pay you, man. I got, I got some songs cut with the Beatles. It was beautiful. Uh, I did get to pay the people. I did get caught back up. I did know that there was a place for Carl Perkins. And the next year, I joined Johnny Cash's uh, group and uh It was the second wind. That's right. It was and the second wind. So John and I quit our habits the same day. Uh I threw uh a whiskey bottle in the Pacific Ocean. Johnny Cash is his man in black book reveals, uh, uh the man threw his his pills away. And I I stood and watched. Johnny Cash becoming a superstar. I knew in my heart that it was there. John and I were very close back at Sun Records because I didn't know him until he came to Sun, but we found out that we grew up just the Mississippi River divided. Uh, I I was a sharecropper. He was too. He was right. right over in Arkansas. So John and I were really good friends and then Going through the ten years, going standing beside it and playing for the kings, the queens, the prisons, the the lonely. I, I watched a man standing flat footed and become a giant, and I I was with him all the way. I love him to this day, and I always will. Uh, uh, it was it was great for me. It you know it, it took every day to bring me to Vancouver this afternoon. It's been beautiful. We really has.
1: But Carl, one thing you too are a giant people like the Beatles, and before that, and maybe we could just wrap up talking about this man who loved your music in the uh, in the 50s, Rick Nelson, who I understand from looking at the album Liner Notes yeah. on your Class of 55 album was on the session in September. Yeah. He was a fan in the early days on, sure on, on, by recording your material.
0: Yeah, he was. You know, <clears throat> pardon me. Back to the car, Rick. I didn't get to make uh, the, the Como show until four or five months later, when I did get to be on it, you know, uh, I read it was, it really was too late. I mean, the mm-hmm. the, the song had gone, the good-looking boys the with the pretty hair, and I was born looking a lot like Mr. Ed the Mule, and I knew that. And, you know, I was married, <laughs> come on. Oh yeah, come on, <laughs> I really was. I mean, I followed Elvis, and uh, you know, there was a time or two, uh, uh, the booking agents say, well, uh, Carl, your song's hotter than Elvis." You know, uh, I had followed him a few times. He opened. This this, this has happened. But uh, they wasn't. They really wasn't no following him. I tried to tell him, I said, oh, you better let me go on and get through because he's going to ring them out, Is the song says. Mm-hmm. He jerked them up and rang them out and hung them out to dry. But at any rate, when I did the show, Ozzie and Harriet Nelson was on, and she, uh, Ricky's mother, Harriet Nelson, told me, said, uh, Little Ricky Loves You. Said he loves you, he, he loves Stopping the Blues. I, I said, that's Boppin' the Blues. Yeah. That was the record that I came back after Blue Suede. She was, that was the first one. And uh, she said, oh, he loves you. I, I, he's driving us crazy singing that bopping the Blues. Uh, he did get one of his first sessions, that song was on, it was later released. But you know, Red, I, I, I had read and heard through the years Ricky Nelson, a lot of my friends uh, that would work with him and know him, they said, "Boy, you you ought to make it. You ought to just go to California and see him. He loves you, Carl. He talks about." I never, I never met him until uh, this past September when he flew the plane that 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 he died in uh, to Memphis.
1: Carl, a landmark album, and I've heard the cuts on it and. uh... It sounds like you were jamming to of the wee small hours of the morning. How did, how did it come together, the, the Class of 55 album with, with Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins? And, and in the background, Rick Nelson and, uh, and Johnny Fogarty. Yeah. How would all this happen? The press turned out, I know I read some of that.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> really, I tell you, I got a phone call at my home in Jackson, Tennessee. My wife said, Carl, it's Chip's a I said, well, I don't know, but one—he's a great producer in Nashville. You know, he produced uh, Willie Nelson's Always on My Mind. He just and Waylon—I mean, he's—and he would just come off of the top album last year, The Highwaymen. You know, and uh, so I went to phone, and it was Willie really Chips, and he—he he asked me. He said, "Carl, I want to go back to Sun Studio, and I want to do an album with you, and Johnny Cash, Jerry Lewis, and Roy Orbison." I said, "Well, good luck." How are you going to get four old broken-down rockabillies to sing together? <laughs> It'll never happen. I said, he said, let me worry about that. Would you like to do it? I said, I, I'd love it. I would really love to do it. So uh, it wasn't a week till he called me back and, and told me when it was going to be, which was like well, a week later. He said, well, it's all set up, ready to go. And, man, I tell you, it was... Uh, it was emotional from mm. down to tears to getting tickled and having to stop the tape. Uh, it was so, uh, it was just a special week for every one of us. I remember walking, of course, they had a news meter in the traffic block in front of the little old studio. And when I was there, I thought that thing was so big because uh, i never been in a studio. And I remember I said to Cash, I said, John, this baby drew up, didn't it? It looked so little compared to the way it looked when we were there. Uh, but went, from the minute we started playing, we had a little jam session, just Jerry sat down the piano, and the camera started rolling, and uh, it just had that, that feel. I, I, I felt good about it. Then I found out, how Moman was going to do it. He was going to let us do uh, a couple of songs a piece and then put us together. <clears throat> but it, all the time, when the others were singing, I mean, <clears throat> pardon me, when Jerry was doing like uh, 16 Candles, I was sitting on the floor, you know, right beside of him. And, and I said, you got it, man, don't lose it. You got it, you got it. Uh, and he did, you could feel it. It was there. You can feel the
1: whole session when you listen
0: it. to it. You could feel it. And then, you know, the news got out they said, uh, uh, Ricky's coming with his airplane. Uh, Forgotty's going to be with him. I don't know. The boy uh, picked up anybody that wanted to come to Memphis to that. To that they called it the landmark session. And Ricky and Nelson walked in that studio the last night. And that good-looking thing, man, he walked straight to me. And and I put my hand out. And he said, that won't do. And he hugged me. And I hugged him. Uh, We talked. I said, Rick, I really appreciate through these years, man. You're doing my song, bopping the blues. He said, oh, that's man, I've never done it like you did. You know, one of those things. I said, "Uh, oh, you did. And I, I, I'm sorry we haven't met before now, but it, I, it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I, I really did admire the way he, Ricky Nelson had his own way of doing what he did.
1: That's true, underrated, but you're absolutely Listen, right.
0: Listen, you play a, Rick, a Ricky Nelson record, you hear Ricky Nelson, he ain't trying to copy nobody. I mean, he really he really had his own style. Tight
1: band behind him, too. Oh,
0: uh, Let me tell you, James Burton, he he could do it out three or four fingers and still I pick on any of us. <laughs> uh, he and I talked. I said, Ricky, you know, I really would like to, to work some dates with you. He said, really? I said, oh, man, I'd, I'd love to open this show. He said, I'll never forget it, Red. He said, uh-uh. Carl Perkins won't open no show for Ricky Nelson. I said, well, I'd, I'd work hard. I'd try. He said, I mean, uh, I, I, I'll open them for you. Really, we were going to work some together uh, this year.
1: But the tragedy then it.
0: then it was over you know but it's it's kind of soul shaking to think that for 30 years I never yeah. I never touched his hand and then I did and then it was over but it was a, it's a great memory I know uh, we when I say we Ricky stood beside me when we did the big train he said right here's where I want to sing and uh, uh, Dave Edmonds and uh, Marty Stewart, us four, we we had our little quartet. Uh, He set, when I say he, moments that just microphones all around the studio. It was, as the record reveals, it was just a happy, high-spirited feeling. There was Sam Phillips, the man that started us all, standing next and singing. Singing is he singing? <laughs> Jack Clements, the boy that produced a, a lot of hit records. Well, Johnny
1: Cash on one of the cuts says, "And Jack Clements too." That's what. Union Jack, Avenue.
0: Jack was sitting right there playing rhythm on the session.
1: Well, I'm just going to wrap it by saying this, uh, Carl. It started out, future looked promising. The accident set you back, but I think along the way you'd agree that Carl Perkins had a lot of blessings, and may I welcome, old Blue Suede Shoes back.
0: Red. While you hold that hand, I want you to think about one thing. And I like to say to you, little fellow, little lady, wherever you are, don't get despondent. If you want to follow this music trail, don't think it's easy, but it's very well worth it. Give it all you got and then reach back and get a little more and you can make it. And regardless to what it is, believe in the power because that's where it's at. He loves you, I love you too. Thank, Thank you, girl. God bless you. Thank you.
1: For more legends, Visit us at redrobinson.com.